Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Turning to entertainment news, this is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Everything you need to know from the world of entertainment and pop culture. Heard at the top of every hour on My Talk 1071. And, and what have you learned, 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 learned? Well, Netflix has officially announced the premiere date for Selena the series. It will debut on Netflix starting December 4th. And along with the premiere announcement, Netflix also released photos and a teaser trailer for the series that will document the life and death of the popular singer Selena. And for me, I remember watching that movie with Jennifer Lopez yeah. when I was a kid. And that's going to be interesting to see how they can turn it into a series. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious about it as well. Yeah, yeah. Looking but an interesting to story to tell, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, it, absolutely good story. And then, uh, well... Interesting Interesting story. story. I didn't want to <laughs> I phrase that wrong. No, it's all good. Uh, AMC Entertainment has decided to keep most of its theaters open for business despite other movie companies closing their doors. Now, we talked about yesterday that I'm, I've am i been to a few movies myself, uh, not at an AMC, but AMC is able to keep its doors open after making that deal with Universal Pictures for their new films, you know, because they were having that back and forth mm-hmm. for a while there where they were going to maybe shut down because they couldn't get a deal worked out. So right now, 80% of AMC theaters are open and more theaters are are open overseas. So right now, they're standing hard and going to stay open. Yeah. I mean, somebody's got to do it. This is somebody, somebody's got to do it. Either this is fascinating because this is a case of so many other things happening, being that the pandemic has made us time travel, so to yeah. speak. That these were issues that were facing the entertainment industry, and maybe we were going to be talking about them three, five, ten years down the line, but now we're looking at it face-to-face. And Grant, you were talking about Universal striking some kind of distribution deal with AMC Theaters, and it's like, okay, well, if we're going to survive, we got to work together, and I don't know if other movie theater chains are willing to do that kind of compromise right now. And, so it seems like they're like, nope, we're just Yeah, and shut. not only that, but like if all the other yeah. ones are shutting down... Th- you, people are got to go somewhere. That could be a good revival. Yeah, right. It there. might work. Yeah, they were saying Regal is the most recent one to close their doors, their theater doors, Regal Theaters. So um, this is kind of fun. If you're looking for a place to get away, Hotels.com is offering one person the chance to live under an actual rock for a week during the election. That's hilarious. It's, yeah. Right. I mean, it could even be just any week right now with the way this year's going. Now, can I bring my favorite screaming pillow to sleep on or will they be providing such amenities underneath this rock? Well, it says underneath the rock is a swanky man-made cave built 50 feet below the ground. Oh, it's kind of cool. Yeah, and uh, they have you are you seeing pictures of it yes. right now? Yes. Yeah, it looks really neat. You will be able to avoid the world from November 2nd to the 7th and it's in New Mexico and like I said, if you want to get rid of away from the election or just anything in general, it's kind of a fun idea. I hope there's a bathroom in there. Yeah, yeah but I don't think you and I would last near Culling. We don't do tents. Exactly. We don't do f- rocks. Also, I kind of need some daylight. But what? I mean, I suppose you can get out. It's not like it's true. You can just walk up a little bit. And... But it is kind of cool. Oof, it's pretty. All right. Well, it's fun idea in the, in the times we're yeah. going through here. For more entertainment news, download the My Talk app or go to mytalk1071.com. How is it she knows everything? My talk dirt alerts at the top of every hour and at 820, 1220, and 520 on My Talk 1071.
Show My Talk 1071 streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainers on vacation. Holly Roberts and I are here with you. And um, Holly, we wanted to ask people to share their traumatic uh, movie moments, right? Childhood traumatic movie moments! Yay! <laughs> so, is there a movie that you watched when you were little that just traumatized you, made you cry? brought you on an emotional roller coaster. Now, if you have one, 651-641-1071. I bring this story to you because there was a new Volter.com interview that was just published concerning the animator Don Bluth. Mm. You might not know the name, but you totally know his movies. Are you familiar with such films as The Secret of Nim, The Hmm. Land Before Time, Anastasia, An American Tale, All Dogs Go to Heaven. Well, Don Bluth, a master of animation, he's talking about The Land Before Time. Now, we all remember this traumatic moment. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Between Littlefoot Mm -hmm. and his mom. Mm -hmm. I'm going to cry. Yeah. Littlefoot's mom, spoiler alert, dies at the beginning of the movie. And apparently this was a controversial thing between the filmmakers on whether or not to keep this emotional traumatic moment within a children's movie. Mm -hmm. And it was ultimately the executive producer of this movie, a guy, this up and comer, Steven Spielberg, who said, wait a minute. This is the quote that Don Bluth gives in the article. We're all born... We all live to a certain age, and then we all go. And then someday we come back again. Everyone has to go through it. This is a moment. It's called the great circle of life. Mm -hmm. So ultimately, the filmmakers decided to keep the death of Littlefoot's mom in the land before time. Traumatizing a generation, mind you. Oh, yeah. But the right thing to do in my eyes. Yeah. Absolutely. So is there a moment like that? In a kid's movie that just was heart-wrenching for you, 651-641-1071. I have like 10 in my mind, but let's go to the phones. Who's on the line, We've got Carla from Minneapolis is with us. Hello, Carla. Carla, what was the traumatic movie moment of your childhood? Well, I may have called too soon. I, um, and this may say a lot about my childhood and neglect, but a, a... um, babysitter, when I was 11, let me watch whatever happened to baby Jane. Oh, oh no, that's no, that's fine. That's that fine. Counts. That works. <laughs> oh, my not, gosh. Not a kid's movie, and it has traumatized me for my entire life. <laughs> I am 63 years old. Now, my friend Javier tells me I need to watch it again because it is full of camp. Oh, yes. And I will not be terrified. No. But... I don't think that's a good idea. Oh, my gosh, Carla, that is funny. I mean, that's like some sort of exposure therapy. Yep. You might want to talk to somebody before you jump right in. Yeah, I think I will. Carla, thank you so much for your call. Uh, Who else do we have on the line, Grant? All right, we've got Julie in Minneapolis right now. Hi, Julie. Julie, what was your traumatic childhood movie moment? The Birds. 
Oh my gosh! Oh, frightening. <laughs> so you watched that as a child. Oh. So I was probably eight or nine years old, oh my and my two older sisters um, that used to be on on Halloween all the time, and my two older sisters let me watch it. And to this day, I am scared to death of birds or bats or anything that flies in the air. And one summer, when I was about 14 or 15, I was at camp, and um, uh, we were in cabins, and a bat got into our cabin and flew over my head, and I became hysterical, and I started screaming bats, and the next cabin thought I was screaming rats. Oh, no! Or I know it. (laughs) All the cabins were up, and, like, my camp counselor was like, I cannot, she could not believe how upset I got about a bat. I Like, she had to calm me down. Oh it was gosh. awful. Oh, Julie. Oh. oh. Thank you for your call, Thanks, Julie. Julie. Yeah, that one packed a punch. Yeah, trauma. Yeah. We're reliving it, all of it. It's real. Who else <laughs> do we have on the line? All right, we've got Terry on the line. Hi, Terry. Terry, what was Hi. your traumatic childhood movie moment? Um, well, I was like, when I was real little, I, my mom used to laugh at me because I would cry at Bambi at, you know, when Frosty the Snowman melted. I mean, I get it. But the traumatic one, I can't tell you even how old I was or if I even saw the whole movie, but there was something about somebody who had a monkey as a service animal. Or monkey shines. Was that? I don't even know. And the monkey was smart and it tried to kill him. Yeah. That is a yeah, movie. Oh my gosh. <laughs> of course, you know yes. Holly knows All what right. movie you're talking so about. So here's right. the movie that you're talking about. It okay. came out in 1988. It's called Monkey Shines. And it's about a guy named Alan who becomes quadriplegic in an accident. Yes. And then his friend offers him a well-trained monkey to keep him company and raise his spirits. Oh my gosh. And then it tries to kill his spirit. <laughs> so sad. Oh, so, like, when Ross gosh. had the monkey on Friends. Not cute, right? I'm like, I know. It was I'm like, what, what are you doing with this? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to kill you, Ross. Oh, like, oh my gosh. That's so funny. Thank you for your call. Oh, thank you. You know, it's funny because I thought we'd get more things like, I don't know, like the things that worked for me, like Dumbo. Oh, well, that's I still cry- traumatic. I, I, know, I don't think I've ever finished the movie. I'm serious. Really? It's, it, I don't, but it get. I mean, it, it's, it gets better. I, I trust you. I could not get through it. Or like um, My Girl. My oh, Girl oh, was a hard bees. one. Oh, Thomas J. The, the bees. bees. The I bees. can't even. No. I can't. <laughs> oh, no. I get sad just thinking about it. Oh. Or even like reading Bridge to Terabithia. Yes. When I was a yes. kid. No, you guys, it's just too painful. Oh, But it is a good thing, as much as it sucks, to expose kids to those types of stories because they have to deal with some of the realities of life. Now, mm-hmm. I don't know that monkey shines is anything you should be showing children. <laughs> um, no. Based on what I've seen. That, <laughs> that is a George A. Romero movie, The Guy Who Brought You Night of the Living Dead. Yes. Now I kind of want to watch it. Um... <laughs> All right, when we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, yesterday we touched on this story involving Kat Von D and the same school that Paris Hilton went to, Provo Canyon Canyon School. School. That's what it was, Provo Canyon School. And uh, this is the same school that 
Paris Hilton reported experiencing a ton of abuse at when she was a teenager in her documentary on Netflix. Nope, I lied, on YouTube. Now Kat Von D is coming forward and sharing her stories as well. And we're going to talk a little bit about that after this on My Talk 1071. Welcome back to the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, no Bradley trainer. No Bradley. No, no Bradley. He's on a little trip. He'll be back. Don't worry about it. No if you want to see some beautiful things, though, you should be following him on the Instagram. Um, but that's Holly Roberts. She and I are here with you. Yeah. Doing our thing. And both of us kind of got into the Paris Hilton documentary that was on YouTube. And um, we'd heard a lot about this documentary because they teased it for a really long time. We knew we were going to learn something about uh, Paris Hilton that she had never spoken about publicly before. And it would kind of explain a little bit more about who Paris Hilton is. And what she ended up sharing has now since been shared by many people, but also Kat Von D is adding her own name to the chorus of voices. And that was about the abuse that she suffered at the hands of the people who run or ran at the time, the Provo Canyon school. Yeah. So this is a place that still exists in Utah and Provo Canyon school wants you to know now that they were ran by different people when Paris Hilton and probably Kat Von D, because I feel like she was at Provo Canyon School in a similar window of time as Paris Hilton. That she right. doesn't mention that she knew or met Paris Hilton when she was at Provo Canyon School, but she's sharing her experience inspired by watching the documentary This Is Paris about her time at Provo Canyon School. And I feel like it's really important to listen to these stories, to hear what they have to say about their experience in places like this. So Kat Von D released this on her Instagram account a couple of days ago. I actually watched it yesterday morning and I got through, maybe I didn't watch the last five minutes of it, but I got the story of Kat Von D telling about her experience at Provo Canyon School. She said she was there for six months she said she left with major PTSD and other dramas, dra- traumas, excuse me, due to the unregulated, unethical and abusive protocol of the school. And she said she can't believe that this place is still operating. Mm. Now, Kat Von D, her story is similar to Paris Hilton. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on uappodcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. They found themselves as teenagers doing behavior that was quote unquote 
wild, at least according to the elders around her. Mm -hmm. So Kat Von D said that she dropped out of high school. She was starting her tattooing career. There were behaviors that her parents were concerned about. And as concerned parents, they eventually found this Provo Canyon school and they decided to send Kat Von D there. Her, Her story is similar to Paris Hilton's in This Is Paris, where she says that people arrived at her house in the middle of the night to take her to someplace that she didn't know. She's okay, a, can she's we just, a kid. Like, hit the pause button on this because this was the thing that shocked me about Paris Hilton's story is that in her telling and in her sister Nikki's telling of it, people arrived in the middle of the night and essentially kidnapped her while she was sleeping. And the next morning, her parents just acted like nothing had happened. Yeah. And this is the same thing that Kat Von D is talking about sleeping in bed. I mean, imagine just put yourself in that space. Of like you're soundly sleeping in your own bed and you are awakened to two strangers who then basically kidnap you and you don't know what's happening. Right. Like that is going to engage some trauma response right off the bat. And what's hard for me about just even that small part of the story is that the adults in their lives didn't go, oh, hold the phone. This it doesn't seem right. Right. And Kat Von D addresses that in this video that she put up on her Instagram in as much as she said that she grew up in a conservative household. Uh, I think that Kat Von D's parents are first generation immigrants to America. Okay. And they were trying to navigate, you know, being in the United States and perhaps they found this school and they found people telling them that this was a way to quote unquote save their daughter so and to probably speak, to, said this is the only way right and mm-hmm. this is a way to correct that behavior because you're concerned about your kid you love your kid what are you willing to do to help save your kid so to speak mm. it's to send them to this place Provo Canyon School mm-hmm. and Kat Von D details the things that she saw and that she witnessed at this school. Now, she says that she was spared from the physical abuse and sexual abuse that she saw others be victims of while they're while at this school. She said she avoided that because her whole M.O. was trying to get out of the school. She was like, OK, I'm in this place now. There seems to be a set of rules that I need to follow in order to get on the good side of the people running this place so that they'll let me go. Mm. She said that it was a minimum of three weeks that she had to spend there. Ultimately, she spent six months at this school. And it's this is fascinating. And I think, Colleen, we talked about it in the Paris Hilton documentary that she talked about this. The whole third act of This is Paris talks about her time at Provo Canyon School. She gets reunited with some of her former classmates Mm -hmm. and they get to have these really honest, vulnerable conversations about some of the things that are happening. And they don't really go into detail about the personal mm, traumas that they may have experienced. Right. I actually wondered if there was some legality around that. If there was a reason why legally they didn't go deep into those stories um, Mm -hmm. because Paris didn't. Um, The other women that she reconnected with who were at the school at the same time she was, they sort of seemed to go a little bit more into detail, but still not all the way in. But you could tell that they were traumatized and that 
that trauma was lasting. And Kat Von D's story is very similar to Paris Hilton's. It's similar to the other women where she said that she was given uh, that uh, her and a lot of other of I don't I don't even know if students mm-hmm. is a correct term to right. use in this case, but that they were fed lots of sedatives and other medications in order to get them to be uh, acting in a certain way. And uh, she talks about the trauma that she experienced afterwards, because that's one of the things with this is Paris is that. The thesis of that is that Paris Hilton, in order to deal with the trauma that she experienced while she was at Provo Canyon School, created the idea of Paris Hilton, the persona that we know, Mm -hmm. and that that trauma has driven her throughout her whole life to be successful. And kind of similar with Kat Von D, where she's like, well, I left the school and I was dealing with this trauma in particular ways, well, it, and with a lot of uh, excessive drinking and drugs and other things, and she, she's sober now, and she says that, but she only is realizing and reflecting on how traumatic this experience was because Paris Hilton spoke out. So it actually it speaks to the power right. that this documentary has. Absolutely, and you know there is like a whole movement around, and that's who. Paris was getting herself connected with uh, during this documentary. There's a whole movement around these uh, women in particular who have felt silenced Mm -hmm. because um, they suffered these abuses and didn't couldn't share them. Um, And the thing about it is it's not just this Provo Canyon school. No. Um, And and Paris talks about that because she went to more than one uh, settings like this. Yes that her parents sent her to and she found ways to run away and that Provo Canyon school was sort of like the last resort. Mm -hmm. And so it's not just that particular school. And I do wonder because it is under new ownership, but they, and they have put on their website, you know, this school is under different ownership. It, It does not operate in the same way. But it still kind of makes you wonder, like, what do they do there? Yeah. You know, and there are children. And they're pretty mom. There are children as young as eight years old who are sent to these places. So this is a a much larger story. But let's thank Paris Hilton and Kat Von D for their vulnerability and putting a spotlight on this. For speaking up. Yeah. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, Dumb People Doing Dumb Things, we call them crazy, stupid idiots. We'll tell you about them after this on My Talk 1071. Dumb People Doing Dumb Things, we love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, no Bradley trainer. He's on a trip. Holly Roberts and I are here with you. Hi. And we have a name for these dumb people doing dumb things. It's crazy, stupid idiots. Well, then, I guess one could say. That's a crazy, stupid idiot. Colleen and Bradley present CSI. It stands for crazy, stupid idiots. Yes, it does. They're to your right, they're to your left, and hopefully when you're looking in the mirror, there isn't one locking eyes with you. Oftentimes we find them in the state of... Florida. Florida! Florida. 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 Where are we going first? (laughs) Hey! Ooh. (laughs) I don't know why I did that. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, we're going to Oklahoma, 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 Oklahoma. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're going to a county jail in Oklahoma, in Oklahoma County, in Oklahoma. And uh, we are 
going to be talking about two former detention officers and their supervisors who have been charged Monday after an investigation found that um, they were uh, forced to listen to something as a form of torture. Because they forced the inmates to this, quote, inhuman discipline. Oh, Inhuman discipline. So that's really bad, right? Oh, yeah. Was it listening to my 13-year-old practice saxophone? Saxophone. <laughs> saxophone. Are they are they on their hot cross buns yet? Mm. We actually mm. haven't seen that saxophone for a long time. I don't know what happened to it. Oh, dear. Yeah. Well, I hope that you find it one day. Yeah, you know. Uh, but according to this charge... Four inmates were subjected to inhuman discipline, and the inmates were forced to do something for a long time secured to a wall. Oh. Now, I'm going to try this. Okay. I'm going to subject you to the inhuman discipline that these detention officers subjected these inmates to. Okay. It may fail, but I think it might work. Okay. All right. I'm ready for technology. This is what happened. Oh my gosh. This is an episode of life that I was glad was over. The inhumane discipline was bumping Baby Shark on a loop at loud volumes for extended periods of time. Yeah, that would get real irritating. The district attorney charged these detention officers with misdemeanor counts of cruelty to a prisoner and conspiracy. Oh my gosh. For blasting Baby Shark on a loop at loud volumes for extended periods of time. I will say that none of those prisoners were parents because that just sounds like a Tuesday, a Tuesday. I remember when my kids were small, I would wake up in the middle of the night and hear the tune of some of their toys in my head because I'd listened to it so much. (laughs) I had a rule at my house. Okay. Ah. Suddenly I've turned this crazy, stupid idiot into my stories, but deal with it. I had a rule in my house that when things ran out of batteries, we did not replace the batteries. We told the kids they were broken. And one time, <laughs> I, awesome. my husband, it, it is awesome, Grant, until this happened. Okay. My husband and I went on a date night and we had hired a babysitter to babysit the kids. And we came back and she said to me, you know, all of your toys didn't make noise. And so oh. I put the batteries in them and I looked at her and I said, awesome. <laughs> That's super great. Thanks. Wow. Oh, I had a loud noise making oh. gun as a kid for about five minutes. And my dad took that thing and threw yes. it away. Done. It is the worst. <laughs> I am here to tell you, if you do not like your friends, when they have babies, you should buy them noisy toys for their children. Yes. If you are trying to find a way to say, I don't really care about your health and well-being, <laughs> buy them a toy that makes the same sound over and over and over and over and over and over and over. And, oh, I can't, you guys. You know, while we're on this tangent, Colleen. Oh, boy, what? 
I have to have a beef with you. Oh, fun. I can't wait. (laughs) Concerning this topic. Okay. Because you introduced me to something. Oh, great. Well, what did I introduce you to? That now my nephews are obsessed with. Oh, oh, oh. Are you using it? And now they can't stop. It is the Soundbox app. Yeah. And now whenever I see them, Uh all they want to do is just play noises. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, for example, like, for example, I have an ad. Mm, I hate it when that happens. They're trying to get me to farm mm. and I don't want you to. You don't ins- want to. No, it's going to be about doing something like this before you, before we can hear this thing. Or okay. maybe this one. Oh, it's so good. Or also, which one is very popular? I have them trained. Here's to, my. I have them trained to clap along to this. Nice. Anyways, that is my torture. FYI, because I made that mistake with my own children. This was the one that we uh, most often heard at our house. You are an idiot. Oh, no, that wasn't it. (laughs) No, this is it. Sorry. Let me do that again. This is the right one. Yep. Over and over and over. My sister and won't over. let me play that one for them. I don't <laughs> like it either. But my, like, I, yes. I, now I'm gonna. I will own that I showed the sound box to you. Yes. But will I? What I will not own is that you are the one that showed it to your nephews. But I should have warned you, and that is my fault. Well, that is true. Because uh, I, I know I let my kids get a hold of that thing one time, and I was like, oh, that was a bad idea. So. <laughs> Yeah, inadvertently. The worst was one time my youngest son found that on my, I don't, he must have like grabbed my phone out of my purse when I wasn't looking in church because I, (laughs) you know, they would always beg me, mom, can, can I play with your phone? No, not in church. We don't play with phones in church, but he had found it in my purse and we're in the middle of a silent prayer. And I wish I were joking with you. Oh no. When all of a sudden I hear. (laughs) winning and i look over and i'm like what are you doing (laughs) yeah oh wait did you just do that or did i do that no i did that oh okay or like this one no (laughs) it's the worst you guys so be careful by the way the name of the app is called soundbox so if you want to have a torture device in your own hands and you guys i'm not kidding you there are so many fantastic sounds and some that you do not want to hear in the middle of church right right <laughs> All right. Um, for our next crazy, stupid idiot, we are going to Michigan. Yay! We are specifically going to a Meyer store in Michigan. Is a Meyer? Okay, so it's a Meyer. It's the M E I J E R. That's, That's a grocery store. Okay, I didn't know if it was a grocery store or if it was like a home improvement store. Okay, mm-hmm. so it's a grocery store. So let's all sit here with this story for a hot second. Um. Meyer's security footage recorded a suspect going potty in a box in the aisle and then placing that box containing the potty back on the shelf. Oh, this took place at the store on a Thursday around 4 p.m. The suspect, (laughs) whose DNA they now have, also stole some items from the store. Well, they do have other things besides groceries, so I want to say it's like an amped-up grocery store with a dash of Target. Okay, cool. But I, 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 what I want to... I don't want to live in a world where I go to the local Meijer 
to get a box of ramen. And when I get home, I find that it's not a box of ramen. Honey, this baby Ruth isn't uh, quite okay. Okay, that's disgusting. (laughs) Anyway, the suspect left the parking lot in a light-colored Ford Escape, which is appropriate. (laughs) Police say they have no leads on any suspects at this point. So if you know somebody who has a bowel issue, who's been at the Meyer in Milwaukee, I'm sorry, I meant Michigan, um, <laughs> and ha- owns a Ford Escape, give them a call. Thanks. Between this and the ocean spray bottle, you're just having I'm, things you I, don't want to experience. I This was not my plan for the day. So I just want to be very clear about this. I was I was having a perfectly butt-free day <laughs> until that happened. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Our next story is cheek-free. Thank you. No cheeks here. <laughs> but we got a fire to talk about. Oh. Uh, we actually have to ha- have a talk about a fire that was caused by arson at a house. We're going to a place called Florissant. Oh. So let's just go to Florissant, right? Okay. All right. So a house caught on fire in Florissant in the morning. And arson is suspected as the cause of the fire. I'm going to be brief about this because the suspect in this arson was found in the fire truck that came to put out the fire. He went inside. The guy who caused the fire and lit the house on fire decided to hide inside the the fire fire truck. truck. That was putting out the fire that he caused. Okay, so just to be clear, I thought you were trying to tell me in a fancy schmancy way that the fireman was the person who had set the fire. But no, it was just an idiot who was trying to hide in the actual fire truck. Yes. They thought, boy... I know what the great thing to do is. I'm going to hide in plain sight. Surely they won't suspect me of lighting the house on fire if, in fact, I hide in the fire truck. You're welcome. Thank you. (sighs) On that note, did he get arrested? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Just checking. <laughs> when we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, usually we play the throwback live at this time. Bradley's gone, so we won't be playing it until he gets back. However, Holly has another game for us to play today. Uh, Grant, are you ready to play a game? I'm totally ready. Are you ready to run? Yeah. I'm going to tell you the name of the game, and then... Holly will explain it when we come back. It's called Name the Shred. Uh-hoo. After this on My Talk 1071. We will be back tomorrow. Lori and Julia are coming up next. Everybody stay safe out there. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye. We all have a lot on our plates. Work, kids, relationships. And sometimes it can be hard to just catch a breath. When life is go, 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 it matters where you stay. Hilton's family of brands is team members dedicated to making you feel truly cared for so you can mentally check out before you even check in. Take the break you deserve and book your next stay on Hilton.com. Hilton for the stay. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. 
visit Amazon.com slash hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.